Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you, and we've made it another month. Hard to believe Monday will be June 1st. We're not quite there yet, though. Today is Friday, May 29th, and this is our weekly look at the best of Jaguars broadcasts and digital shows from the past week, including this week, Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew explaining his history of learning offenses. Offensive coordinator Jay Gruden's itch to get on the practice field and Doug Marone's anxiety about the off-season program. Let's start this week with the Ozone Podcast from Monday. Each week, senior writer John Ozier goes in-depth with a special guest. This week, it was Jaguars cornerback DJ Hayden. He's a former first-round pick of the Raiders and has now settled into a solid nickel corner position here in Jacksonville the last couple seasons. As Osher and Hayden discussed, Hayden is lucky to be doing anything, much less playing football, after a close call in college. This has not been an easy road for you. Your path has been difficult. Or do you see it that way? Uh, I would say it was a rough, it was definitely a rough journey with a lot of adversity up ahead. But right. you know, I just kind of peeled, I kind of fought my way through it, you know. Because uh, coming out of high school, like I didn't have no offers. I had to graduate like a whole like year later. Um, I just I just didn't take care of my business when I was younger. So basically, I ended up playing at a prep school, a high school. Then from there, I had to go to junior college. Then from junior college, I went to U of H. And just that whole little process it just just taught me, man, better late than never. Always. Just always grinding, man. Just take care of your business, man. You're going to have to do it anyway. See, my shit just knock it out early. For Jaguars fans who don't know, and I was amazed by it. I know you've talked about it before. But the injury you had at Houston was about as scary an injury as I've ever seen been around. I know you've talked about it before in the media, maybe tired of talking about it. But from your perspective, uh, how frightening was that? It was very frightening. I mean, I tore my infant in the vena cave, but that's just the main thing that pumped blood into your heart. And uh, right. usually it never happened on the football off never happens really on the football field, but you know, in my case it happened. You know, I'm actually me and another teammate we ran into each other. I got I got hit in the chest and uh it kinda ruptured the vein, so I was bleeding internally. They really didn't know what I was what was wrong with me. I just couldn't see anything. Like I was losing blood internally, so rushed me to the hospital, took me to emergency surgery, and the doctor was just like, We just gonna have to just open you up and you know, figure out what's wrong. So, yeah, they cut me open from, like, my neck all the way past my belly button. And, uh, and yeah, sold me back together. I've seen a couple of stories uh, just uh, from you talking about it a little bit. And the first time you played again after that, it was a very emotional experience because you were so thankful to be on the field. I'm wondering if that still stays with you, that feeling of understanding how fortunate you are. I'm just thankful to be breathing right now, you know. Yeah, my first time playing back, it was emotional because I didn't even think I was going to make it to that point. But I did, and I was truly blessed, truly thankful. But, um, you know, the story's not over. We just got to keep moving forward. <laughs> just learn from the past. And uh, keep, keep going, keep swinging. Hayden is always thoughtful in his answers in the locker room, and certainly, again, the case here. The full conversation with Hayden available now on the Jaguars' official podcast network. We continue with current Jaguars and a conversation on Jags Drive Time. That show airs Tuesday mornings on the Jaguar social media pages and the team website. 
A question that Ashwin Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton discussed this week. What are your Pro Bowl expectations on the roster in 2020? Osher put aside Josh Allen, since it was so obvious for the seasons to come, and he ended up picking Miles Jack. Brian Sexton went with running back Leonard Fournette in a contract season. Ashwin Sullivan had the next choice. All right, my pick is DJ Chark. Made his first ever Pro Bowl last season. I think we all can agree we don't see him slowing down anytime soon, especially with Gardner Minshew right now being the starter. We saw their relationship. Gardner Minshew's go-to guy, first look, always DJ Chark. But I think the biggest thing is how Jay Gruden is going to spread out this offense because once defenses started figuring out that relationship, we saw double teaming on Chark basically the whole second half of the season. So for that to happen, that can't happen for a Pro Bowl season for DJ. But I think with Jay Gruden, the plans to spread it out, I think it's pretty obvious you're going to see another big year from DJ. It's a mammoth year for Minshew and DJ together, however you define that. Because teams did figure them out a little bit last year. And the mark of great players at both positions is how you deal with, now that defenses are taking what you like to do away, can you bring two or three things that they can't stop? Because then I said they can't stop you consistently. And Brian, I think uh, Chenault, the kid they drafted, mm-hmm. is huge in this equation because all of a sudden you've got somebody who can take pressure off of DJ. Yeah, you know, DJ's a guy, he's interesting in that there are, in my way of thinking, there are two kinds of receivers in this game. Those guys that run to catch the ball, right? And then the guys that catch and run. And DJ is one of those guys who seems to be able to do both. His, he's not just a picture friend guy that works on the outside of the field. He made a lot of plays in the middle of the field last year. So to have somebody who could occupy another part of the field and take a safety and, and get the attention of the linebacker, it would be huge for DJ. Yeah. Huge. What DJ did last year as the number one guy, right, with a rookie quarterback who wasn't supposed to be the guy, is strong. What he should be able to do with Chenault, um, with the kid from Texas, Colin Johnson, you know, what he should mm-hmm. be able to do if Edie Westbrook can stay healthy and on the field and be an impact player, you ought to see him explode. I think that's a good call. Again, Drive Time airs Tuesday mornings on the team's social media channels. On Instagram Live this week, Ashwin caught up with a Jaguars draft pick, wide receiver Colin Johnson out of Texas. And toward the end of their conversation, they took some live questions from viewers. Who are you excited to play with and play against in the NFL? I'm excited to play with, I'd say first and foremost, just like the rookies. I feel like just the bond of going in, like no specific person necessarily, but like all the first year guys going in together, you know, and we all have the same dream, go play in the NFL and let's go uh, live out our dream. So I'd say just all the rookies, you know, on the Jags, I want to, you know, go play with them. And then against, I don't even, I don't know if there's one specific team, but I'm just looking forward to, to going and competing every week. Cause you know, one thing about the NFL, you know, you hear in college and high school, some games are a lot harder than others because of like the talent they have on their team. But in the NFL, every game, it's tough, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, even I know the camp battles, especially now with C.J. Henderson at cornerback. I know those those at times can get pretty intense during camp. Oh, yeah, and you need that, you know, iron sharpens iron in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you got to get your work in so you're prepared in the game. The archive of the Colin Johnson conversation available on Jaguars.com. Plenty still to come on the Jaguars broadcast Week in Review, presented by TIAA Bank including quarterback Gardner Minshew explaining how he has trained this offseason, offensive coordinator Jay Gruden explaining what is missing in the offseason program, 
and head coach Doug Marone on what's left before going back to TIAA Bank Field. All that and more after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars broadcast week in review presented by TIAA Bank. Let's rewind to Tuesday. Jaguars offensive coordinator Jay Gruden met with the local media over a video conference, and he covered plenty of topics, of course, including what can be done to install an offense during a pandemic. He'd love to be on the practice field right about now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a little difficult. It's one thing installing plays on a chessboard and, and virtual meetings and letting them get to know the concepts and all that stuff, but it's another thing going out and see these guys execute and see what they're good at, see, uh, you know, what guys can do. You know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of information as far as how these guys can handle different positions and how to run different routes and all that stuff. I know DD played in the slot. Uh, we drafted uh, LaVista. We'll see what he can do outside and inside. I'd like to move um, – some of the other receivers around a little bit, Chris and DJ, see what happens. And then, you know, you get Chris Thompson for uh, some of the backfield stuff, but seeing Q and obviously Leonard uh, do some stuff out of the backfield, just to get to know everybody. And they get Tyler Eifert back in the mix and moving him around and see where Josh Oliver's at and uh, James. And, and it's just, we got to get these guys on the field. I think from a knowledge standpoint, they'll know the plays and the concepts, but then getting them out there and seeing them execute it and versus different looks and finding out what they're good at. Um, so we can best utilize our skills that we got to get out on the field soon. Gruden is, of course, working with Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew II, who is the starter for 2020. What did Gruden see out of Minshew from afar last season, and what has he shown so far? Well, I liked him coming out of college. You know, he played for a bunch of different colleges, four, I think. was very successful. And then, you know, he got drafted in the later rounds and came out. And, and, and playing in the National Football League is, is about taking advantage of your opportunities. And, and Gardner did that. He's a, a shining a reason why uh, once that opportunity presents itself, uh, you take advantage of it. And he did that. And that's, he's put himself in a great position to uh, take the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and lead them into the future here. And he's shown a skill set where he can sit in the pocket, uh, step up, make things happen outside the pocket. He's accurate. He's tough. Uh, and obviously he's a great leader. So um, he's got the intangibles you want at the quarterback. Now it's just that got to, get to know the team, got to get to know the offense a little bit before we all gel together. The full visit with Gruden available now on Jaguars.com. Speaking of Minshew, he spoke with the media Thursday, and it marked his first public appearance with the media since the Super Bowl. Since then, it's been all work for Minshew, trying to get his body right entering year two. Uh, I've been trying to really every asset, just, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, really putting an emphasis on uh, trying to figure out the best weight for me to, you know, have as much arm strength as possible while maintaining uh, as much speed. So just figuring that out, it's been a fun process. Had a lot of help. Uh, Coach uh, Anthony Tumbarello, been training with him a lot down in uh, South Florida. Um, and also with using Coach Milo's stuff with the Jags, uh, you know, kind of a joint effort there. We've been able to, I think, get me moving in the right direction. What exactly is the playing weight, and how does it affect his play? I gained probably like 10 pounds after the season, got up to like 230, 
And then I've cut back down to where I'm really just holding better weight, I feel like. Uh, so now I'm anywhere like 222 to 225. Uh, just with more than anything, with just emphasis on, you know, where I feel good running um, and where I feel good, you know, having enough juice by, uh, on the ball. All that training and finding an ideal weight is great, but it won't mean much if he doesn't understand the new offense being installed by Jay Gruden. No worries here, though. Minshew has been through this a time or two in his college career, and he has a process down. Yeah, I think just the more that you have to do it, which I learned, I think it was five offenses in four years in college, which that didn't even make sense, but that's the truth. <laughs> but I think just learning how you learn best, I think that experience helped me as I move into, you know, more complicated NFL offenses, but still just keeping that same process of, um, you know, of learning how much repetition, how much, you know, different ways um, and different, you know, whether it's hearing recordings, whether it's writing it out, whether it's, you know, just reading um, or a com combination of both. I think just learning your own process is key for that. Does this, because it's virtual now, is this – forcing you to change maybe the way you're picking this up because you don't have the benefit of immediately going out there on the field and team reps? Yeah, uh, it's different. But when I was at Washington State, this was kind of a similar thing because I wasn't there for the spring, so I had to do a lot of it on my own as well. Um, but, I mean, we've been fortunate. We're meeting every day with uh, Coach McAdoo, Coach Gruden, the other guys in the QB room. I think we're all helping each other and, you know, getting, you know, as good a work as we can. And then I think you have to take it, uh, take ownership on your own as well. Good to hear from the quarterback this week. Sounds good. Looks good as we head into June. The full visit available on the team site. And we finish this week with head coach Doug Marone. He met the media Friday morning, and he provided a nice overview of how the virtual offseason has gone so far and some of the plans ahead, depending on what happens in the coming weeks. But he also explained some of the anxiety that has popped up for head coaches trying to make sure their teams are ready. From a coaching standpoint, you know, we're, we're planning. We have, we have everything ready. You know, I'm working on some on tweaking some of the uh, preseason stuff, you know, when, and when they tell us, you know, when we're reporting. Uh, you know, obviously we have tentative dates right now and making sure that we build this team up you know, and have a good progression of what we can do. Obviously, there's some new rules with the acclimation period being extended and want to make sure that, you know, we're doing the proper things and we're installing things at a time when we can get something done, you know, without the pads on. And then as far as preparing for the upcoming season, you know, we'll start that in the next couple of weeks as a staff. So virtually for us, it's not, it's, it hasn't been a, a problem communicating or getting things done, you know, and I think the difficult part about it is that at a time, I know, for me during the week, I was like, you know, hey, am I doing enough? Am I, you know, what should I be doing? You know, wh why do I feel, you know, this anxiety like I'm not, you know, getting enough done? And then, you know, having talked to some of my colleagues around the league, it's like, well, normally right now we're, we're practicing, watching practice, evaluating the practice, evaluating the technique, you know, which takes up a huge part of your day, you know, and that part's not, not, not in the plan. It's kind of still like the, the phase one plan. There is talk of the coaches possibly being allowed back in the building in the weeks ahead, but for Marone, that might not change much initially. One is there's no one more eager than my family for us to return to work. Um, I can uh, that's a, that's for sure. But again, I'm you know it's it's you know we're gonna I know for sure we're gonna continue the virtual meetings that we're doing. You know, in the memo that that way I received, it said you know members of the coaching staff. So I don't know if we're going to go in as a coaching staff as a phase. I don't know about the players because I believe the PA is involved in that. But we're prepared, you know, either way, you know, whether we come back as a staff or 
players come back in the, you know, in the building, you know, we're prepared for, for anything. So if anything during this time, we've had time to make sure that we, you know, we are prepared because the one thing like I've told everyone is that what we don't want is all of a sudden, Hey, in three days, we're going to be back or in three days, you know, this is going to happen or, you know, and then all of a sudden there's a scramble because then I don't think you're going to be fair to the players. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, everything's set up. So I'm heavily involved in the operation part of it as far as, you know, what we're doing with the rules that are in place today. So we we're working on all that. That's just how I feel. I think that, you know, it's difficult, you know, if the staff goes in there, there's nothing that we're doing uh, right now that we couldn't do if we were all just in the building. The thing about being in the, in the building is are the players in the building? You know, I think that's, that's the key thing. I think when, you know, right now, the one thing that we're missing, we're getting everything done is the ability to, you know, be with our, be with our players. So, you know, when it's, when it's, when they tell us that it's safe and, and, you know, competitive equality, you know, whatever they use for everything else, um, you know, comes into place, you know, we'll be ready to go. So, and, and we look forward to it, but, you know, we know there's a, there's a lot of work and a lot of preparation for that as we, we, we go forward. The full visit with Doug Marone available now on the team website, jaguars.com. Plenty more coming in the weeks ahead as we continue in the virtual off-season program. Catch all the Jags news, video, and audio on the official team website, jaguars.com. Thanks to all our contributors this week, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review, presented by TIAA Bank.